Welcome to the spoilery sensation that's sweeping the nation. This is Spoiler Wars. Welcome, everybody, to a special mini-episode of Spoiler Wars. I am the Spoiler Master, Mason Fields. Sadly, I'm all alone in studio tonight. We had a jam-packed episode planned for this week to get you ready for The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, premiering this Friday, March 19th on Disney+. But that was before I got the Rona, folks. That's right, after avoiding the coronavirus for an entire goddamn year, it finally got me. And let me tell you, folks, it is no fun. But hey, this podcast is all about fun. We hope to have the whole crew back together again soon. But I wanted to get this little primer out for you guys before the show premieres this Friday. I'm going to run through the comics history of Sam Wilson, Bucky Barnes, Baron Zemo, and a few of the other characters and themes we were expecting to see in the series. But first, a bit about the show itself. Remember, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier was supposed to be the first of the Disney Plus MCU shows to premiere. Like most Marvel stuff, the bulk of the series was filmed in and around Atlanta. Last March, they had about 90% of the series in the can, and were packing up to move production to Prague for the final two weeks of filming. But that is when COVID hit and shut down production. Travel restrictions kept them out of Prague until the fall. We've learned over the last couple of weeks the effects COVID had on WandaVision, forcing them to alter their initial release schedule and preventing them from finishing up at least one VFX-heavy action sequence for the finale. The Falcon and the Winter Soldier is helmed by head writer Malcolm Spellman, who's written on Fox's Empire. All six episodes were directed by Carrie Scogland, whose directing credits include The Handmaid's Tale, The Walking Dead, Fear the Walking Dead, House of Cards, Netflix's The Punisher, Vikings, Longmire, and The Borgias. She's no stranger to gritty action or intense character drama, we can also expect some visual continuity between the series and the Russo Brothers style from Winter Soldier and Civil War especially. All episodes are rumored to be more than 45 minutes long. Whether there will be 10 minutes of credits like WandaVision remains to be seen. Though plot details are thin, a globetrotting buddy cop action thriller is quite a change of pace coming off of the mystery box sitcom of WandaVision. But we do know the show will introduce the city of Madripoor, a fictitious island nation modeled on Singapore, long featured in Marvel Comics, and no character has deeper ties to Madripoor than one Wolverine, while an appearance by either a new Logan or a return by Hugh Jackman seems as far-fetched as a Reed Richards appearance in WandaVision did a few weeks ago. Get ready for another round of X-related speculation on a Fietro scale. Now that is what we know about the show, but what about the comics they are pulling from? Well, we've got you covered. This is the Spoiler Master syllabus for The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. first comic book appearance by Bucky Barnes was as Cap's teenage sidekick in 1941's Captain America No. 1. One year after the original teenage sidekick, Robin, first appeared in DC Comics alongside Batman. In the book Superheroes, Capes, Cows, and the Creation of Comic Book Culture by Lawrence Maslin and Michael Cantor, Marvel Comics artist Jim Steranko said of the teenage sidekick phenomenon, quote, The sidekick was important because it gave the character somebody to talk to, to relate to. Otherwise, they'd be walking down the street talking to themselves, which is not a good sign in the superhero world. But Stanley avoided co-opting sidekicks into his work if he could help it. Lee said, I always felt if I were a superhero, the last thing in the world I would want to do is pal around with some teenage kid. I mean, at the very least, people would talk. Classic Stan. Barnes was originally depicted as the teenage mascot of Camp Lehigh who discovers Steve Rogers is Captain America when he bursts into Steve's tent and sees him in the middle of changing into his Captain America costume. Most of Cap and Bucky's early adventures involved fighting werewolves, zombies, and mummies. In the second issue, Cap and Bucky dress in drag to infiltrate the German high command and sock Hitler himself right in the jaw. Young Bucky was often depicted literally riding piggyback or holding onto Cap's waist 
as the super soldier leapt long distances and extreme heights. Their early adventures looked like pure silliness with 80 years of hindsight, but Jack Kirby and Joe Simon were the first comics artists to feature steroidal muscle-bound illustrations and drew the action in a way that demonstrated real motion. As Kirby recalls, no other strips really moved. I created the follow-up action, which none of the strips had in those days. In Avengers number 56 in 1963, Cap and Bucky boarded a drone plane full of explosives to thwart Baron Zemo. We will get to Zemo in a minute. In the fight, Cap is thrown from the plane just before it explodes, with Bucky aboard. The last thing he knew before he hit the freezing waters that would freeze him into a capsicle was that his friend Bucky was dead. For over 40 years, a common saying in comic books was, no one ever stays dead in comics except Uncle Ben from Spider-Man and Bucky Barnes. That was until January 2005 in the new Captain America number one, when writer Ed Brubaker retconned Bucky's demise and brought him back to life. Bucky, unbeknownst to Cap, had survived the plane explosion, losing an arm and falling into the ICC just like Cap, where he was soon found by a Russian submarine and shocked back to life. But the brain damage Bucky endured during the accident left him without his memory. The Soviets equipped Bucky with a bionic arm and called him the Winter Soldier. Over the years, Bucky begins to question orders, forcing his handlers to keep him in cryosleep between missions. During his Soviet service, the Winter Bucky works with and has a relationship with Natasha Romanoff, the Black Widow, during her Red Room days. He assassinates Red Skull and steals the Cosmic Cube, the comics version of the Tesseract. Eventually, Cap recovers the cube and uses it to restore Bucky's memories. After a revenge quest hunting the Soviets who had used him, he returns to support Cap in Civil War, though he is in no way the catalyst of the rift between he and Tony, like in the movie, uh, nor responsible for the death of Tony's parents. After the death of Steve Rogers, Bucky accepts Tony's offer to become the new Captain America and continues as Cap for a time after Steve is brought back to life. He eventually resumes the Winter Soldier alias and forms some super teams of his own, such as the Thunderbolts. In the MCU, we met Bucky back in Captain America, the first Avenger, in July 2011, as portrayed by actor Sebastian Stan, the first of his nine-picture deal with Marvel Studios. Stan returning as the Winter Soldier in Cap 2 and is key to the plot of Captain America Civil War. Not counting credit stingers, Bucky has also appeared in Infinity War and returns from the snap at the end of Endgame. But Bucky has not been Cap's only partner over the years. In September 1969's Captain America number 117, Cap meets his new partner, Sam Snap Wilson, an African-American man from Harlem whose parents had both been killed in urban street violence. Sam became a community volunteer and organizer. On a flight to Rio, his plane crashes on a Caribbean island where he runs into Red Skull, who uses the Cosmic Cube to give Sam powers while implanting false memories of life as criminal and outlaw. In the comics, Sam Wilson's power is a telepathic connection with his pet falcon, Red Wing. He's gifted a pair of jet-powered wings from King T'Challa of Wakanda, the Black Panther, which give him the ability to fly. The falcon was an Avenger for years until an incident with Scarlet Witch unbalanced his mind. He, like Bucky, returned to support Cap in the Civil War story arc, but after Steve's death, Sam signs the Superhero Registration Act, serving the same plot function as the Sokovia Accords from the movies, and is assigned to protect Harlem. When Cap faces off against a foe that neutralizes the Super Soldier serum in him leaving him old and frail, Steve convinces Sam to take over as Captain America. But Sam was a controversial captain, often feuding with S.H.I.E.L.D., the government, and even with Steve over his social activist agenda. Throughout the years, Sam has struggled with his relationship with Cap. Falcon has been portrayed by Anthony Mackie in the MCU, who was introduced in Cap Winter Soldier, appeared briefly in Age of Ultron and Ant-Man before returning for a prominent role in Civil War, Infinity War, and return from the snap in the MCU's ultimate moment with a callback to his first scene, Cap on your left. 
Now, what about black superheroes? The first major black superhero, Black Panther, was introduced in 1966 in Fantastic Four number 52, less than a year after the passage of the Voting Rights Act and the Watts Riots. Few black characters had appeared in Marvel Comics prior. In 1963, when Stanley and Jack Kirby introduced Sergeant Fury and his Howling Commandos, Featuring a black character on the team, the printing house was so surprised to see a dark-skinned character that they assumed it was a mistake and colored him white in the first issue. 1969's introduction of Sam Wilson, the Falcon, and the popularity of black exploitation movies in the 70s paved the way for the introduction of Luke Cage in 1972 and Storm in 1975's Giant Size X-Men No. 1. Sam Wilson and Bucky Barnes are not the only characters besides Steve Rogers who have carried the shield and the moniker of Captain America in the long history of Marvel Comics. Canonically, even before Steve went into the ice at the end of World War II, the government was testing a new super soldier serum on African-American recruits. Asai Bradley was the one of 300 test subjects to survive the war. At one point, he stole a cap costume to free POWs from a Nazi experiment, but was court-martialed for his efforts and for stealing the costume. When Steve went into the ice, the U.S. military picked William Newland, previously known as the hero Spirit of 76, a character very similar to Cap, but with a cape and a tricorn hat. To be the new Captain America. But Newland was killed trying to prevent the JFK assassination. Jeffrey Mace, the Patriot, became the new Cap for a time before retiring. In the 1950s, a scholar obsessed with Cap had plastic surgery to make himself look like Steve Rogers and took over the mantle for a time before going insane and being put on ice himself, later to break out to fight Steve once the OG Cap was all thawed out. One of the new Caps that we will meet in The Falcon and the Winter Soldier on Disney Plus is John Walker, otherwise known as U.S. Agent. Introduced in November 1986 as Super Patriot, Walker replaced Rogers when Steve resigned from the military over disputes with his commanders. Walker tries to emulate Rogers, but is more brutal than his predecessor. Tony Stark in the comics describes him as a loose cannon. He has been both an Avenger and a villain over the course of its comics history. Though we don't know what the MCU has in store for U.S. Agent, he will be portrayed in the series by Wyatt Russell, son of Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn. This will be the younger Russell's first MCU appearance, though he has been featured in 22 Jump Street, Overlord, and he played Jeb Stewart in last year's Showtime miniseries, The Good Lord Bird. Falcon and the Winter Soldier is also set to reunite us and Sam and Bucky with Sharon Carter, played by Emily Van Camp, who has appeared previously in both Cap Winter Soldier and Cap Civil War, though we don't learn she is Peggy Carter's niece until the latter appearance. In the comics, Sharon is actually a much bigger deal than Aunt Peggy and was introduced before her in March 1966's Tales of Suspense number 75. Sharon is a skilled covert operative and served for a time as director of S.H.I.E.L.D. She and Steve Rogers fell in love and she got pregnant just before Steve's death, but she loses the baby in a gunfight. When Cap returns, she proposes to him, but before he can answer, Sharon dies saving the world from a plot by Arnim Zola. Early promotional material for the Falcon and Winter Soldier suggests that Sharon has been on the run since she stole Cap's shield and Sam's wings back for them in Civil War, a violation of the Sokovia Accords. Now we've talked about the heroes, but what about the villains? Actor Daniel Brühl is set to reprise his role of Zemo from Captain America Civil War, and this time is set to don the infamous purple mask from the comics. The first Zemo appeared in 1971's Captain America number 168 as Heinrich Zemo, a Nazi superweapon scientist developing a super superglue called Adhesive X. Cap shatters the vat with his shield, causing the purple mask to fuse to his head. After the war, Zemo fled to the jungles of South America, where he remained in hiding for decades until he learned that Steve Rogers had been de-iced. Zemo forms the Masters of Evil, who invade the Avengers Mansion and kidnap the butler Edwin Jarvis. The title of Baron passed to his son, Helmet, when Heinrich was killed during a rock slide during a fight with Cap. Naturally, the son wants revenge for the father and attempts to drown Steve in a vat of boiling adhesive X, but once again, the stuff splashes on the son, giving his face the appearance of melted wax. 
While we have not seen Zemo in the MCU since he was imprisoned by Everett Ross at the end of Civil War, promos do indicate an uneasy alliance between our titular heroes and Brule Zemo. It's also clear he is back on the bad side before the end. One more antagonist the Probos has given us a glimpse of is the villain known as Flag Smasher. The character was first introduced in 1985's Captain America number 312 as Carl Morgenthau, the son of a wealthy Swiss banker who came to believe that humanity needed to do away with the concept of countries and nationalism. Flag Smasher was a frequent foe of Captain America. Following Morgenthau's death, others have taken on the moniker of Flag Smasher, but the upcoming Falcon and the Winter Soldier series features a new take on Flag Smasher, giving the name to a terrorist organization rather than an individual, featuring a Carly rather than a Carl Morgenthau, portrayed by Aaron Kellyman, who genre fans will remember from her role as Infus Nest in 2018's Solo, A Star Wars Story. While we so far have no evidence of the appearance in the upcoming series, another possible villain, or rather villainous organization that may appear in some form and would tie into the apparent themes of the show. The Sons of the Serpent is a militant white nationalist group determined to drive all non-whites immigrants and the infirm from American shores. In the comics, they have even gone so far as to mind control Cap to fight his own black partner, Sam Wilson. Though Steve's fighting days are apparently over in the MCU, at least for now, Sam's new partner, Bucky, has had more than his fair share of mind control in the past, even at the hands of Zemo himself. Now, what about a reading list? First and foremost, read Bucky's reintroduction in 2006's Captain America Winter Soldier by Ed Brubaker and Steve Epting, 2016's Captain America Sam Wilson by Nick Spencer and Daniel Acuna, in which Sam gets the shield and the title of Cap, Captain America number 321 by Mark Grunewald and Paul Neary from 2014 featuring Flag Smasher, Captain America number 333 by Grunewald and Tom Morgan featuring John Walker the Super Patriot, and the Falcon and the Winter Soldier series that premiered in March 2020 by Derek Landy and Federico Vincente. That's everything you need to know getting ready for the Falcon and the Winter Soldier premiering this Friday. I hope it sounds all right, guys. I've been trying to fight through this COVID crud to get a little content out for you all this week. Hopefully we'll get through it okay and be back to normal here in the next week or two. Hope y'all are as excited as I am about the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I know Justin and Lolly are excited. Can't wait to talk about it with everybody. Until next time, stay spoilery.